It is Locked on Jazz for the 23rd of July. The 10 pressing questions as the offseason begins for the Utah Jazz. You'll know everything you need to know in the next 30 minutes. It is Locked on Jazz. Pow! The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. We're available on all platforms, and we are free for you to take in each and every day. Here's what I want to do today. I kind of feel like this weekend is the kickoff of the offseason. The NBA Finals are behind us. The draft is next week. Amazing live draft show coming from Locked On out of the WFAA studios in Dallas. It'll be our biggest production yet. Chad Ford, the great Raphael Barlow, who you've gotten to know hopefully through Locked On NBA draft uh will be a part of the show on the main desk and we'll have all of our local experts unprecedented coverage nobody else can cover the draft the way locked on can so that will be um we're just becoming a major sports network basically um so go and check it out uh that'll be available at youtube on the locked on nba channel as well i want to say this about youtube today i think is a great day where hopefully youtube really adds something to our show there's the chat room in the side of youtube if you're watching this on youtube today And that allows you to kind of comment, interact, see what other people have said while they watch the show. Obviously, if you can't do it, but watching on YouTube and you have the chat room open with the 10 questions I'm about to present that are kind of the biggest questions, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of comments. It also lets me go back, look through those comments and give us stuff if you have a question on something I said for future shows. So really cool stuff. We're available at YouTube. It's on Locked On Live, which should turn into Locked On Jazz here shortly. So we'll see if we can get that done for you. Uh, But thank you very much for tuning in. All right, first question of the 10 questions pressing for all Jazz fans is what should we learn from Milwaukee winning the title? I like this angle, and frankly, I got it from John Hollinger on the Hollinger and Duncan podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And it makes, as a numbers guy, it really rung true to me. If you think about it, when when we went throughout the season and and we looked at basketball reference or we looked at 538.com or we looked at these various numbers on the – you know, this, this, what the chances of the Jazz winning the NBA title were, right? Like we, we would look at those throughout the year and at the end of it, it would be like, well, what are the, what are the chances that the, <clears throat> that the Utah Jazz could win the NBA title? And they'd be floating around 23, 24%. We had high rates in Milwaukee for the last few years were there. Like Milwaukee, maybe if we look at it, could have won the title three years ago when they lost to Toronto, could have won or two years ago, could have won it last year when they lost to the bubble and, and they won it this year. And maybe that's the reality of where we are. You have a 20% chance to win the title, 22% chance. It's, it's, there's nothing dominant about what's going on in the league right now. And so you enter into the postseason with that 20%, 22, 23, which would be high, or maybe 13%, and things break your way, and that 20% becomes the title. But you're going to have to take three, four, five shots at it 
if you're one of these elite teams before you get it done. And I kind of feel like that's where it is. And I think that's an important note from a team building standpoint that like our instinct, I think when you get blasted by the Clippers in that game six and the disaster turnaround that took place and the disappointing finish was, you know, the reality is we had about a 20% chance to win the title. And if you flip a coin five times with a 20% chance, you get it one out of five. And we didn't get ours this time. Had we matched up differently and got Denver in the second round and Phoenix in the conference finals, maybe we would have got it this year. Um, things might have worked a little better. If Donovan and Mike hadn't been injured, maybe things would have worked better for us. But I think that's a little bit of what you're doing is you're just taking as many shots as you can and you have a 20% chance and hopefully somewhere you hit you're, you know, with a 20% chance and you flip a five-sided coin uh, or roll a dice, let's call it a, you know, you're rolling for a three uh, on a six-sided coin. And sometimes, you get, you know, it takes a few rolls, but you get three. And I feel like that's a little bit of what happened with Milwaukee. And that's a little bit of what I think we should take from this as we think about the Jazz from a roster building standpoint uh, moving forward. All right. So that was question one. What should we take from Milwaukee? Number two question, are Donovan and Rudy running out of chances and behind in their development? And the answer is absolutely not. Giannis wins it in his eighth year at 26. LeBron won his first title in his seventh year at 27. Kawhi won his first title without in Toronto without Duncan at seventh year at 27, and he'd had unusual experience. Steph wins his first title at, in his sixth year at 26. Dirk, if you kind of go start backing up, wins his first title in his 12th year at 32, right? So, and even if you go back to Jordan, Jordan, I think, wins his first title at 31. So, no, not at all are Donovan and Rudy in any way behind their natural progression. In fact, I think Donovan's probably ahead of, of where many of these guys are and what he's done. And the fact that he's been in the playoffs every single season of his career, he just jumped into the league in his fourth year. He's in his fourth year and he's 24. So in his seventh year, he's 27, exactly what Kawhi is. In his eighth year, he's 28, kind of right where Giannis is. So no, he's absolutely on pace exactly as he should. Rudy's a little older, but I don't think Rudy's this guy that we're talking about who's going to carry you. Uh, to a title in that sense. Question number three on the 10 pressing questions for the Utah Jazz offseason. What are the Jazz options with their 30th pick of the NBA draft? Really, you've got three things you can do um, with the 30th pick of the draft. You can take it. You're now taking a player who in all likelihood is a little bit away. You're using this as a developmental piece. You're hoping that they're going to be ready in a year, two, maybe three. Um, the best case scenario you have in that circumstance would be what Memphis did this year. Memphis, with a with a similar pick, grabbed on and drafted a Desmond, <coughs> a Desmond Bain. Um, frankly, you know, you can look at the Lakers grabbing a Kyle Kuzma, and he's improved so dramatically over the last year. So Bain gave him 22 minutes a night. He played 68 games. He was really pretty good for them. But they also, and he's 23 years old, so you're taking a mature, already developed player who now, but the difference is, and, and Memphis was not the tier of the Utah Jazz. He, that's a 500, you know, team that did make the playoffs. They had a great year. I'm not trying to diminish that at all. But it's not someone... That's not the same level of what we're talking about with the Jazz. And frankly, if you look at that, like, where is this player going to play? So maybe you're trying to draft, you know, a backup point guard in some sense who plays 18, 19 minutes a night. 
But are you actually about to have that backup point guard play 18 or 19 minutes a night in the second round, in the third, in the Western Conference Finals, or in the NBA Finals? Pretty unlikely. So you're really drafting someone who might be able to give you some reg- – either one of two things you're playing, either one of two games here. You're drafting someone – such as a Desmond Bain, four-year college player. The kid Preston I talked about the other day out of Ohio might fit into this if you thought his athleticism wasn't uh, too restrictive, uh, in which you're looking at him as a guy who can play 12, 14, 15 minutes a night during the regular season. But in all likelihood, when it comes to playoff time, they're not giving you much. You can draft someone like a Jaden McDaniels last year who Minnesota grabbed And with all this athleticism, incredible upside, knowing there's no chance they're going to be able to help you in the regular season, but it might be, or in the the postseason, but it might be a long-term two-year, three kind of play with a long athletic player. That's one thing. The second thing you could do is just move it. Move it with salary. So do we have somebody on, because of our tax situation, our limits and what it does to us, do we have someone on our roster who we need to move, take into somebody else's cap space, and you give up your first-round pick, And basically that team, if they're taking an eight or nine or 10 or $12 million contract is buying that pick for you to take that salary from that player for a year. Um, And there's a possibility on that. Um, Favors is the most obvious choice in that. Um, Unfortunately, just because of the fact that he makes a lot of money as a backup center, we're paying a lot of center, nothing. And we do have to remember anytime we talk about that, how valuable Derek was playing in starter minutes this year. So that might not be a great idea, but I'm just giving you the option. Um, and a team, frankly, like if Sacramento's about to lose Rashawn Holmes in free agency, that would be a team that maybe decides we'll take that into our cap space. We'll take the 30th pick, gives us another young player. We'll take the $9 million and you, and you take back a second round pick and you're free, free up your books a little bit. The third thing you're doing is you're moving it for second round picks or something of that sort, because you're going to use that salary slot. The 30th pick is a, a, a design salary spot in for the next few years as veteran players who are ready in breaking case of emergency, who in a playoff series could play, who have been around for a while, and you're going to use that same salary amount on that player. Yes, they can also give you 15, 20 minutes a night during the regular season, but when you hit the postseason, that player's ready. So those are your three choices with what you're doing with the 30th pick. All right, those are three of our 10 questions, the most pressing questions for the Utah Jazz. Grip6, our great friends over at Grip6.com are doing Utah Week. I should have told you about this earlier, so if you're listening on Friday, you want to jump on this right away. They're in Midville, Midvale, and if you stop by their factory stores, they have 40% off going on right now. Um and you can stop by, they give a tour and a chance to win some free stuff. So see a great Utah company uh, at Grip6 in Midvale. Stop by their factory and get a tour of their shop and their factory and get 40% off and a chance to win free stuff. That's all at Grip6.com in Murray. Also stop by Grip6.com uh, and just look at their great belts. Uh, such a fan. Had a big presentation I had to give. Uh, yesterday in Virginia. Uh, that's why there wasn't a show uh, to the Tegna board of directors who um, who are the ones that uh, purchased Locked On. And I was wearing my Grip 6 belt with my suit. So I wear it with my suit. I wear it with my golf shorts. I wear it without. And I changed my strap and I changed my buckle. And it's all fabulous. That's at Grip 6. 
MurdochHyundai.com. Today's show is also brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. We would love to give you the VIP treatment by having you email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. Set you up with a meeting, whether it's with Jason at our Murray store, Josh in our Linden store, wherever it might be. We'd love to have you stop by. Uh, and give you that VIP treatment. None of that, like walking around wondering which sales guy's going to come at you and like, oh my gosh, what's this guy got cooties or what's going on? And so, or woman's, I don't know if I want this. Like, no, we'll set it up. We'll give you the best person. We'll get a bunch of information. We'll have it all ready for you. We'll expedite the process. And then you decide. The Hyundais I've driven are just amazing. Right now I have the Sonata. I drove the Elantra, the North American car of the year. Most recently was blown away, which you get for the value. We've purchased two of the SUV Santa Fe's. So I'm in. I'm loving the Hyundai. You decide for yourself, but stop by. If you're looking for a car this weekend, please at least stop by. Email me first at dlock09 at gmail.com. I mentioned it already, two NBA draft, bunch of NBA draft stuff. Okay, Chad Ford's got his big board at tears out. So that's a Chad Ford's NBA big board. Locked on NBA draft is our draft show. That's been great right now. Locked on fantasy basketball. Josh Lloyd's running through like certain players every day with our locked on NBA draft experts. So you can catch that. The ultimate mock draft, which is a 30 35 day episode binge listen, locked on mock draft. That's available on a different feed called the ultimate mock draft. So go grab that. Like we've got so much stuff for you. And then we've got the live show coming. It'll be amazing. All right. Let's go to question, most pressing questions for the Utah Jazz. Ten most pressing questions for the Utah Jazz this offseason. What should the Jazz strategy be? It's a three-year window all in. There's really no other debate on where we are as a franchise. We have Donovan. We have Rudy under contract. Donovan, I think, can opt out after three years. So it's, or four years. It's three years. It's Donovan. It's all in three everything to win a championship. It's why that 30th pick might not be worth it. Developmental stuff, probably not the answer. How many young players played for Milwaukee or Phoenix, right? Atlanta did some unique things, having some young players play in that conference finals, but you didn't see a lot of young players playing in the playoffs. You know, we love our rookies. We love our young guys. They're not playing, right? They're not playing in that playoff series. Um, And you're not seeing that. The Clippers had Terrence Mann. It was a unique unusual circumstance to have a second year, second round draft pick playing in the playoffs. If you can get somebody like Terrence Mann, that is great. But frankly, you just don't see it. So we're three years all in. We've got to watch the tax because the tax paying is really prohibitive. It also restricts what you can do with your, it's why the NBA has gotten more balanced because the tax paying rules, we'll touch on that in another answer here in a second. Um, so we're all in for three years. That's our month. None of this developmental stuff. We look at the draft picks. They're nice. But if you can move the draft pick for second round picks, they're going to allow you to go draft trade for something that's hopefully more impactful than Matt Thomas was at the trade deadline. That, sec- that pick's more valuable to you. Um, so absolutely, we're in, all in, everything. Nothing's about development right now. Every, I mean, bet, make players better, but nothing's about like a piece that's going to be better in three or four years. The fact is we make this three-year run. If Donovan wants to leave at that point, we're moving Donovan. We're moving Rudy. We're moving Ichabod. We're moving Jerome. We're moving Guillermo. We're moving them all for draft picks and restarting at that point. It's a it's a rush to try to give us as many shots of the title on that 20% level of where the Milwaukee Bucks were. Question number five uh, on our board. Is the league different than it's been before? 
Yes. And I think this is why you're making your run. We've had four different champions in four years. Think about the stars that made impact on NBA playoff games and basically did the things that like championship players do at different times. So Giannis might be the best player in the world. And the idea that someone's going to play that hard and win a title is just awesome. And trying to find a guy that does that, virtually impossible. But Chris Paul's terrific. Where does he rank in players in the NBA? Devin Booker's terrific. Where does he rank in players in the NBA? Donovan Mitchell's terrific. Where does he rank in players in the NBA? Chris Middleton's fabulous. Where does he rank in players in the NBA? Is Middleton a top 15 player? Is Donovan a top 12, a top 20? Is Booker a top 10 or a top 16? Like you start running down the list and I'll forget guys, but you've got Giannis, you've got Kawhi, you've got Steph, you've got LeBron, you have Anthony Davis, you have Joel Embiid, you have Nikola Jokic, the MVP. You have, like we start down this list Players who are the 10th, 11th, 12th, 16th, 19th best players in the world are impacting and dominating games at such a level that they can win games for you, which is changing the dynamic of who can win a title. The game has just evolved and changed with the three and the space. It's allowing players to be able to do more and prosper more. And so it used to be that you had to have one of those three guys. I don't think that's true anymore. There, I think the players in this league are so great right now. The stars in this league are so great right now that, yes, if you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis and you have two of the top five, you've got a real chance to win it. If you've got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and you've got two of the top 10, 15 players in the NBA, you've got a real chance to win it. If you have game changers, yes, you have a chance. But I think that's it now. It's do you have two of the top 25? Do you have three of the top 35? Do you have four of the top 50? Do you have Brooke Lopez who could put 33 on the board when he reverts back to being a number one scorer for the Milwaukee Bucks against the Atlanta Hawks when Giannis was out? Do you have guys who have a capability beyond what you're asking them to do so that when you need it, you can go get it? I think that's where we are as a league right now, and that's very different than it's ever been before. And if you did not have the salary bump that we had a few years ago in which the Warriors won back-to-back titles with that unbelievable team and Kevin Durant stays in Oklahoma City, I think it's fair to say that in the last eight, seven years, we could have had seven champs. We could have had OKC, Golden State, Cleveland, Toronto, LA, Milwaukee. That's six. San Antonio goes back one of that. Miami goes back one of that. And you have the Warriors maybe repeated in there with, but if Durant doesn't go to the Warriors, I don't know that they repeat twice. And maybe the Spurs and Kawhi grab another one in there. You just, since the the collective bargaining agreement was redone with the prohibitive tax rules that make it harder for tax teams to be able to build their roster, it makes the tax a little bit more prohibitive. We have seen a balancing out of this league. You have nine or 10 teams right now that think they could have won the title. And it's for all these reasons. It's because one, the league's balanced out. Two, because you have a Lucas, Luka Doncic, seventh, eighth best player in the league, right? Maybe third, fourth best player, maybe second best player. Like you've got to think you have a chance when you have Luka. I mean, this is where the, but Chris Middleton basically helped carry the Bucks along with the number one player to a title. What is he? 18th best player in the league. He's great. These guys are great, but there's that much talent in the league. And so, yes, the league is very, very different. What can the Utah Jazz do in free agency? So I probably have these questions in out of order because the next question is the Mike Conley question. So 
What right now the Jazz can do in free agency as a tax-paying team is they can sign a player to the tax player mid-level. What is the tax payer mid-level? So if you're over the salary cap, as most teams are, you have a mid-level exception contract, which is $9.7 million a year. So call it 10. And so first thing is when you're a team going into the free agency, unless you can go get about $15 million of cap space and give someone a $15 million contract, you're better off basically being above the cap. You can re-sign your own players and you can give a player in the league about 10 million. The one advantage about being under the cap is that mid-level player, you can give them more than you would with the with what's called the mid-level exception. However, one of the rules that was in that collective bargaining agreement that evened out this league was that if you're a tax team, you cannot offer someone the mid-level exception. So right now, if the Utah Jazz have a player they want, let's take it, let's call it Paul Millsap. I don't think that's the player, but we love Paul, so let's give Paul money. So if Paul Millsap is available in the market and the Jazz want to offer Paul Millsap the full mid-level taxpayer uh, exception, I'm not sure that that's, um, maybe, but they can only offer $6 million as the first year, whereas a non-tax team can offer $9.7 million. Pretty big difference in this process. So that's one of the reasons why the league has evened out. So in free agency, as of right now, what the Jazz can do is they can re-sign their own players for whatever they want because they're over the cap. They can use the mid-level tax exception, taxpayer mid-level exception at $6 million. They can use the veteran minimum, which is like a $2 million, and then they have their minimum contracts. So that's how the Jazz can fill out their roster trying to get some veterans. That gets us kind of to question um, number 6B or 7B. Who would that be? Well, on the point guard end of things, maybe optimistically it's a Goran Dragic or a Patty Mills if the market dries up for them or they decide that they don't, you know, that that's it really, that they'd rather have um, go to a winning team, a taxpaying team. So Goran Dragic, Patty Mills, there's a possibility as a backup point guard. Corey Joseph would be another one, though I'm not totally sold on on, on that. Ryan uh, Archie Diacono out of Chicago would be one, and Jeff Teague could be a minimum player. At that level. In the shooting guard realm, you're probably talking a Ben McLemore. You're talking an Austin Rivers, a Langston Galloway, or I kind of like Wayne Ellington if he can still stroke the shot. He's he's always been an elite shooter. When you're looking for your kind of athlete, uh, we've heard a lot about the athletic wing. I don't really know what we think, like who we think that player's playing for and who they're playing instead of and some things like that. That's not entirely um, clear to me on this, um, but let's let's go with it nonetheless. Um, David Nawaba, who's been bouncing around Chicago and some other places, had some injuries, interesting athletic, a kind of decent player. DeAndre Bembry, who started in Atlanta, didn't really hit there. He's been bouncing around a little bit. Um, Wesley Matthews, but I'm not sure I'd call him an athlete anymore. That's just toughness. Um, he's not the Wesley Matthews that was with us 27 years ago. Um, somebody's name I can't. Doug McDermott, not an athlete. I don't think he slides into the mid-level exception. I think he gets paid more than that. You'd probably have to sign and trade um, from him. And, of course, I can't read my scribble of my last note, so that's why I had left um, Sterling Brown of the Rockets as a possibility. Um, Rodney McGruder 
um, who was okay in Miami, was with the Clippers. They let him go. He's tough. He plays defense. He's, 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 he's the athlete we've all been talking about. Again, same question. Who does he possibly play against? If one really interesting wild card name I'll throw out there, and frankly, I think he's been fairly horrendous for most of his NBA career up to now, but I think Justice Winslow is going to be available. He, he just has not been good. Um, everyone loves the concept of him. I don't know if he's actually what he is as a player. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not somebody jumps on <clears throat> him or not. And from a power forward standpoint, let's include Paul Millsap, uh, Nima Bialica. Will Rudy Gay slide to that point? Or is Rudy Gay made enough money? He wants to come to a team that's winning. Rudy Gay is an interesting player. Um, Jamichael Green, um, uh, possibility there as well. And, once again, my last name scribbled at a rate where David can't quite understand what he scribbled. Let's see what I had as the last power. James Johnson uh, was with the Pelicans last year. He's getting older. He only shot 26% last year. Um, he's 34, but he is tough as tough gets. Uh, Jakar Sampson, Tory Craig, Rondé Hollis Jefferson are all possibilities um, out there. Um Maybe one of the Morris twins, maybe Solomon Hill. There's a lot of these guys out there. So this is probably a minimum pickup because there's just a lot of these kind of plays. One other name I think somewhat interesting, by the way, that's maybe worth taking a flyer on, but this is the youth development thing, and so that's probably not worth it, is DJ Wilson out of Michigan. I always thought he was going to be a good pro player, and it hasn't panned out. All right, we've got four more questions and one more segment left on the show. We'll talk about the draft. We'll talk about Mike Conley. We'll talk about um, all the we'll hit the final of the 10 questions that every jazz fan wants to know about their team coming up. Today's show is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Go to built.com, use the promo code locked on or locked 15. Available today only. Carrot cake with walnut, a very special flavor, is out and available at Built Bar. Carrot cake with walnuts, available today only at built.com. Promo code locked 15. 100% real chocolate, 100% delicious. Orange, strawberry, coconut, mint brownie, salted caramel, raspberry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, and cherry barcia are the regular flavors. And right now you get a free built travel cooler with every bar purchase. They're pretty great. Um, <clears throat> little tiny coolers. Got two freezers. Might even take it on the plane today, frankly. Um, built, I don't, can I take that on the plane? I think so. You can order an 18 bar mix box, two of each flavor. You can build your own box and mix and match three flavors. And you can use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com, built 130 calories, 2.5 fat grams, four net carbs, four sugars, and 17 grams of protein. It seemingly is too good to be true, but it is true. And it's at built.com with the promo code LOCKED15. Today's show is also brought to you by betonline.ag. If you're going to play, get into the action this weekend, add a little juice to the to the fun of the weekend, do it at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag with the promo code locked on gives you a 50% welcome bonus. So if you haven't jumped aboard yet and used our good friends over at Bet Online, now is the time. Lots of fun things there. They got all the football futures up if you want to dig into that and have some fun with it. Make the Olympics a little bit more fun and look at it. Competitors disqualified for drugs. Bet five or more countries with the most disqualifications, Russia plus 225, China plus 700, Kazakhstan comes in at plus 100. 
three by three basketball winners. If there's an event you're going to be watching, you want to make it a little bit before you can even bet on the equestrian individual dosage winner. I'm telling you, I'm taking Stefan Peters at plus 4,000. Got no idea what I'm talking about. What about the, um, yes, you, you can, it's, it's out there that you can, the equestrian team eventing winner. So make the Olympics more fun with betonline.ag fencing, handball, hockey, judo, even golf. The golf odds, John Roms plus 400, Justin Thomas plus 1,200, and Colin Morikawa plus 1,200. That might be more up your alley, but it's a lot of fun at betonline.ag. The rowing four-man winner, Great Britain, a dominant favorite at minus 160. Go to betonline.ag, locked on with your promo code, gets you 50% off. Will the Utah Jazz re-sign Mike Conley? That is question number eight on our 10 must-answer questions for the Utah Jazz offseason. I think when you look at Mike Conley, uh, the first thing I would say on this is it's up to Mike Conley. Does Mike Conley want to return? You know, he's a free agent, so you have to understand that. Then I don't suspect that the market's going to go crazy for Mike Conley. I think Kyle Lowry will probably get a bump in certain for certain teams that are out there with cap space above Mike Conley. And then Conley falls next. And so unless Dallas really thinks Mike Conley's the perfect anecdote next to Luka Doncic, um, unless Miami, I would think Miami goes Kyle Lowry. I would think New York goes Kyle Lowry. So unless one of those get outbid for Kyle Lowry and then decide they have to leave with something and go nuts on the marketplace, um, I suspect the Jazz are in a very good position to re-sign Mike Conley. There is a point in time where the dollar figure gets dangerous. But to the point I made earlier, our model is three years in. Like, we're in right now. We've got to make a run at it, see what we can do to get it done. And the fact is, you know, we don't have a lot of different opportunities if we lose Mike Conley to go sign someone else. So um, I think, you know, it feels as though there's a real chance if Mike wants to come back. I don't see the market developing. I'm not looking at the market right now and going, oh no, this looks awful for the Jazz. I feel the other way that if it's there and there's communication and Mike has this relationship with Quinn and the and the and everybody communicates it that I think you have a real chance um for this playing out. All right. So that's it. Question number hmm. I'm trying to figure out whether or not I where what question was I on? One, two, three, seven. that was seven. Question eight. Are there players at 30 who can play? on the draft. I do think, uh, and really I'm taking the lead of Richard Stamen, our uh, locked on NBA expert from the ultimate mock draft I did with him. I do think this draft is actually deep. I didn't realize that as I've watched a little bit more, every player I've watched, I'm like, Oh, he can play. Um, so yes, I do think if we draft at 30, we're getting a player who could probably give us 10 or 15 minutes a night. I do also believe that as the season goes on, that those minutes diminish, not increase. As the tension gets higher, as the opponents get better, as they end up playing, you know, the Clippers and the Warriors and the Lakers and the Suns and the Nuggets and the revamped Timberwolves and whomever else in the Western Conference wants to just bludgeon us to death, the Dallas Mavericks. Oh my gosh, one of those teams doesn't make the playoffs next year. Um, I, I think it gets limited. So yes, there is somebody at 30 who I think can play and be a contributor during the regular season. I think it's unlikely during the postseason. So that leads to question number nine. If that's the case, can the Jazz move up in the draft? That seems very unlikely to me. Because of our Mike Conley trade, 
we cannot trade a first round draft pick till after we select the pick. So we also cannot trade a future first round draft pick. So if we had a player, we really wanted it like 18 and we were to say to someone, we'll trade you the fir- our first round pick and our 2025 first round pick. We actually can't do that because Memphis owns a pick that has protections on it and you can't trade back to picks in back to back years in the NBA. So because there's protections on our Memphis pick and it might not go out long enough, we can't trade a first round pick right now. So it limits our ability. We don't have a player that I think we can package with 30 to go get to 17, maybe, but in all likelihood, if we're doing that, we're taking a player, you know, we'd have to move. In that case, you're moving Royce, Joe, Boyan, Jordan, mate of that caliber player and you're probably taking back a worse contract if you're also moving up in the draft right you'd you'd be taking back a bad contract to make the numbers work going from 30 up to 19 so i think the chances of us moving up in the draft are very very limited i think our hands are tied there and the 10th and final question of the jazz off season can the jazz trade for damian lillard right isn't that the question everyone's on that seems very, very unlikely. One, we just we have our we could put together the pieces to make the money work, but again, because of the draft pick situation I just said, we can't load up three or four first round picks. We actually don't have three or four first round picks. I think it would be very appealing if we had Damian Lillard on our team because we'd be really good. The te- we cannot trade Mike sign and trade Mike Conley to Portland for Damian Lillard unless Portland thinks that's their trade, which gives them Mike Conley and CJ McCollum, which I don't think they want. And unless Mike Conley wants to go to Portland. So no, that doesn't work. And the Jazz don't have the capability of putting together picks. And we don't really have young pieces that Portland would want for the future. Like I think Portland's doing this. If they were to trade Dame, I think they're done. And they go into that mode. I talked about us in three years where you're like, boom, let's go. We're going on the back. We're, we're, bringing in all our picks. We're Houston, Oklahoma city. And then we're trying to build this thing back up in the next iteration of what the Utah Jazz are. So that's where Portland would be as well. And we just don't have the pieces to be able to match that. All right. I hope the chat's been great in YouTube. If you have any other questions, I'll check that YouTube chat later today. Um, I'm going to be away for the next two weeks and try to get you shows. I I have no promises. I'm going to do the best I can. I would like to get you shows up to the draft and through free agency. I think it's important Um, and there'll be news. So we'll try to do the best we can uh, through all that. And then I'll probably take some time off right after that. All right. This has been Locked On Jazz, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. What are you going to listen to next? You have so many choices. You gave me the first listen. What's your second? Is it Locked On Today? Is it Ultimate Mock Draft? Is it Locked On Fantasy Basketball Looking at Players? Is it Locked On NBA Draft? Is it Chad Ford's Big Board? You decide. Let me know. I'll be curious of what your second Locked On listen of the day is. This has been Locked on Jazz, part of Locked on Podcast Network.